Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Good day, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my handsome husband, Dewey Vaughn. Hi, Dewey. Hey, hello to my beautiful wife and to all those great big cat fans out there. I would love you listening to us. I'm also joined by Pico today. (laughs) Just (laughs) jumped up here and rubbed on the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I want to say hello. Yeah, so, so Pico says hello today. Pico does say oh. hello. Yeah. Did he and say he, hello? He's starting to knock stuff off my desk. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. Yeah. He's rubbing against the microphone. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but yeah, Pico says, hey, I got something to say today about this topic. So what is our topic today, Dewey? Well, today I think you wanted to talk about feline behavioral health. Wow. I can only think about this as mental health centers for people i mean am i (laughs) going down the right trail or not probably not (laughs) (laughs) right you know yeah you see those signs for behavioral health centers and you think that's like politically correct for the insane asylum or something but um it and it in feline behavioral health is actually not a it, it it isn't a term that I've heard used in the feline behavior community very often. Um, I mean, there is sure, a book, I haven't. <laughs> there's a, there is a book entitled Feline Behavioral Health, so clearly it's it's used, but but I don't think we use it enough. And and I do think it makes sense sometimes to relate human terms and treatments to cats, just so that people can maybe better understand where their cat is coming from. So how would you define feline behavioral health? Well, I I think, um, first of all, you know, you use the term mental health, and there is a subtle difference between mental and behavioral health. And I'm talking, talking in terms of people here. Mental health implies a person's ability to manage stressful situations. You know, it kind of revolves around their social, emotional, and psychological well-being. Whereas behavioral health involves the impact that your behavior has on both your mental well-being and physical well-being. So in a person, everything from your fitness routine to your diet has an impact on both your emotions and physical health. Wow. So that that's interesting that we, we kind of dive into that. I mean, I didn't think you could really get into thinking about mental health uh, with cats because you can't communicate with them. How do you know about that? But mm, not just but people <laughs> you're talking about. I mean, you're always saying that how important nutrition is and things like prey play affect a cat's overall well-being. Are we going down that path or are we talking about, okay, let's get into the psyche of a cat? Well... Exactly both, I guess. <laughs> you know, come lay down on my couch, Pico. Yeah, Pico, lay down here and let me just, uh, how were you as a kitten? What were right. your parents like as a kitten? 
<laughs> but um, it, it's more than that because like in humans there are quite a number of factors that can affect your behavioral health you know and like I said everything from diet medication exercise alcohol and drug use relationships you know chronic health issues and trauma even and essentially mental health plays just one part of the broader branch of behavioral health so behavioral health includes mental health conditions, you know, such as depression, things like that. So really, we are talking about both. So what is it that we really want people to know about cats' behavioral health, I guess it is? Well, I, I think, you know, again, anytime we can relate something or relate a human condition or something we know about ourselves to our cats it helps us to understand them better and in many cases care for them better. You know, it's not like anthropomorphizing where people go, oh, my cat is peeing on my bed just to spite me or just to get back at me. You know, sometimes those kinds of relating human emotions and things to cats aren't healthy because cats don't have the capacity to feel spite. You know, they're doing that for an entirely different reason. But when we take um, positive things, you know, like even love, when people love their cats like they do their children, I think that's a positive thing, of course. And if we take something like behavioral health or mental health and, and apply to cats what we know about it to how it affects ourselves, I, I think that's a good thing. And, you know, we want our cats to be living their best life, you know, then we should take their behavioral health into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that begins to make sense. So help me understand what it looks like. Uh, where would we start in helping Pico to live his best life by considering his behavioral health? Well, that little guy is so spoiled. I'm not sure. Pico? <laughs> no. Other than when we leave and he goes, no, don't leave me, don't leave me. I think he pretty much gets everything he wants. But, that, that but like most behavior... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most behavior issues, you know, typically you start with the problem behavior and you work your way backwards to discovering why that behavior appeared in the first place. So in a human, you know, if you're being treated for obesity, as for an example, a behavioral health therapist might first examine what behaviors led to your weight gain. You know, if you're feeling anxious and fearful, the therapist will likely dive into what's causing those feelings. So are you saying you're a cat behavioral health therapist? <laughs> yeah, I guess, like I said, in a lot of ways, yes. But but in, in my case, like you'd mentioned, my patients can't tell me how they're feeling. You know, it requires a lot more sleuthing into the whole picture. It's kind of like a, it's it's got to be a lot like a pediatric doctor treating infants. You know, you have to rely on what the parents are telling you to interpret what's going on. You know, and with humans, it's much easier because we're human and we know what tiny humans need. But really, very few of us truly understand what cats need. And when we are educated on what they need, many people are unwilling to change their habits and routines to accommodate the cat's needs. Wow. So give us, uh, for instance. 
Well, uh, for instance, for that would be, you know, I tell someone with four cats who are having litter box issues that they need to have <laughs> one more box than numbers of cats. Yeah. You know, so that would be five boxes and that they all need to be uncovered and spread out throughout the home. Well, they live in an 1,800 square foot home and they don't want to live in a litter box. Oh, and they have a dog who will steal cat turds out of the box. So they ah, can't have them uncovered yeah. without ah. a door. But that's not what the cats need. You know, the cat's psyche is, I don't go into a cave to pee and poop because something might ambush me when I come out. You know, peeing and pooping, you're in a in a very vulnerable state, you know, and especially the pooping because they're there for longer periods of time. And that gives prey and enemies more chance to position and to potentially ambush as they as they emerge. So cats will, you know, will go out in the open in the wild. And and in a multi-cat household, it's very unnerving for a cat to have to go in a covered box or to have to walk around that bully dominating cat that's laying in the middle of the floor on the way to the litter boxes. You know, and and so, you know, that's not what the cat needs. But you tell a person what a cat needs and they go, oh, I'm not I'm not willing to alter my lifestyle or inconvenience myself in any way in order to take better care of that cat. And, you know, another example is the feeding schedule. I always tell people you really need to feed your cats more frequently then you're probably feeding them twice a day is not enough. And free feeding is one of the worst things you can do for a cat. So you really got to get out that moist food and feed it four times a day. There are timers that help with that. And people are just like, I don't have time for all that, you know. And and it's like, well, if, if you're going to have a cat, you you kind of need to make time for that. Just like if you're going to have a child, you you need to make time to raise that child appropriately you know and if you love your cat and you want it to have the best life then you really need to be looking at how you can improve their lives from a behavioral health standpoint so what are you trying to communicate with this podcast um, well, much like human behavioral health, you know, we should be looking at the cat's whole environment and being, you know, their environment, their well-being with a focus on prevention. You know, that's important. And, and of course, treatment of any issues going on, but, but more importantly, like prevention, like we look at the whole environment and say, what can we set up in this environment to prevent behavior issues from happening in the future? So is is this something people can do on their own, or do they need to hire you to do something like this? Um, yes, to both of those. <laughs> yes, absolutely a cat parent can do this themselves. And, and they, sh- you know, should definitely feel some sense of responsibility about it since cats can't make choices on their own you know they don't have a choice about where they live or what they eat or where they go to the bathroom and what toys they have you know and and we can think of it as giving back because it's been proven that cats enhance the quality of our lives just by being near us you know which like lower blood pressure and increased oxytocin that promotes emotional well-being you know so it's it's like Give back to that cat who's giving so much to you. 
You know, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think I'm getting it a little bit. <laughs> it takes mm-hmm. me a while for things to soak in. So what are some of the things owners should look at in general, overall, with this holistic approach of improving behavioral health in their cat? Well, I would start with the big two for people, diet and exercise, you know, and take a close look at what the cats are eating. Are you feeding a species appropriate diet? You know, are they getting enough meat in their diet? Because that's really what cats need is meat and moisture. Are they getting enough, you know, uh, omega-3s? You know, those fatty acids are very, very important to cats. And lots of hydration in their food, not just a bowl of water next to the dry food dish. And then look at the exercise. Are they getting daily exercise through prey play, treat toss games, and, you know, other physically engaging activities? And then I would address boredom. You know, do cats have enough mental challenges in their day? Are they getting to solve food mazes or puzzle balls or learning new behaviors like, you know, maybe you're positive reinforcement or clicker training them. You know, think about it. If you sat around all day with really nothing to think about other than your just rote routines, you'd go stir crazy. And and that's the same with cats. And then I'd look at their natural behaviors, such as scratching. You know, scratching relieves stress for them. But not, of course, when they're being yelled at when they're doing it on your sofa. So, <laughs> are you, you know, are you providing the type of scratching outlet they like? You know, is your cat a vertical scratcher or a horizontal scratcher or both? And do they like sisal rope or carpet or cardboard? You know, and then you need to see if you are promoting their inherited skills. Things like climbing, you know, to get to a high vantage point. You know, stalking birds at the window. Cats like to use their predatory skills, and it can help their mental health enormously when they do. Wow. You know, I, again, you just really, if you envision all those things that Molly's talking about, it just, you start realizing, aha, aha, you know, and I, I know we're, you know, trying to change one small thing at a time in order to get to a bigger picture, but, you know, so it sounds like feline behavior health can be inter- interpreted as health, healthy feline behavior. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, you know, you, you, you want a cat that doesn't have behavior issues. Just right. like, you know, right. you want a wife that doesn't have behavior issues. <laughs> oh, another subject. <laughs> Holy cow. New podcast folks are coming along. <laughs> new <laughs> so so for Life me and behavior health okay right so for me not to have behavior issues you know we got to make sure that i'm getting good nutrition and yeah. that i'm mentally stimulated every day and that i get exercise and that i have good companionship yeah. and that i get good sleep and stuff yeah. like that you know yeah. and it's the same with cats if you don't want them developing behavior issues, you should look at their overall behavioral health in a holistic manner, which means taking into account mental and social factors, not just the symptoms. So, 
you know, when when I ask on a behavior consult, it had this happen to me just this week. When I ask to see your litter boxes when you're dealing with an aggression issue, it's because I'm taking a holistic approach. I'm looking at the entire environment surrounding your cat because it all contributes to behavioral health. You know, I, I had a I had a call this week with somebody, a virtual consult, and it was an aggression issue. Cat was biting her. And I said, well, let me see, you know, where his litter boxes are. And she's like, well, they're in the other room. And I'm like, okay, well, can you, you know, pick up your laptop and take me in there and show me around and show me where his scratching posts and stuff like that are. And she's like, well, I don't understand what that has to do with his biting. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and you know I thought that yeah. that was a I mean I I can get it I probably should have explained a little better you know why I was asking those things but um you're, but you're yeah. trying to case my house aren't you you right exactly. trying to see exactly. where all my valuables are let me, let me see the TV over there how big is that <laughs> yeah 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 let me see that TV yeah. <laughs> let's see that safe all right <laughs> but yeah you got you know I have to look at the whole whole big picture for pretty much any any behavior issue and and you want to do that you know ideally you want to do that now before a behavior issue comes up yeah 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 i could see that and i could also see you going molly the cat burglar (laughs) just show me all your stuff (laughs) (laughs) and i'll tell you what to do okay mesmerizing so really this episode is promoting ways to prevent behaviors from developing is that right yeah yeah and and really you know it most of our podcasts are you know real specific about a specific behavior and i was kind of hesitant to do this one because it's so encompassing but you know it's exactly what cat behavior solutions is all about you know, we provide resources to help cat parents implement healthy environmental and emotional aspects to a cat's life. And it's not as simple as manufacturers and media make it out. You know, you can't just leave out a bowl of dry food, change the water dish once a week, and leave toys out for them to play with. You know, that's an old school way of thinking about cats. You know, but species, this feline species, needs so much more than that. You know, and and you mentioned hiring a cat behavior consultant. And yes, that helps too. I've been on many wellness checks where there are no specific behavioral complaints, but the owners just want to make sure they're providing the best environment possible so their cats, you know, have the cats don't have behavior issues developing. Wow. You know, that's so interesting. And I assume you're available for hire to do a wellness check virtually again. Show me your cat. <laughs> Show me where he lives. Show me everything. Show me the TV. How does that really and the work? Silver. <laughs> yeah, and <the> silver. Yeah, silver. <laughs> so how does that work? The wellness check. Well, it's 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 like all my consults. You know, we hop on a Zoom call, and you're on a laptop or your phone, and you take me around, and you know, we you show me where the cat's litter boxes are, where it sleeps during the day, where it sleeps during the night, where the cat trees and scratching posts, and you show me toys and and all of that kind of thing, and we talk about your cat's day and routine. You know, what happens? I usually ask. Okay, so from the moment. You know, you get up and the the start there with the 24 hours. What does Pico's day look 
like, you know, and, and then I make recommendations for changes to enhance your current setup. Um, and, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of those. I had one where this lady had listened to just about every one of our podcasts and she was a first time cat owner and she was serious about making sure that that cat had everything it needed. And she was feeding raw food five times a day. And she had, you know, and, and she said, I, I want to hire you to do a wellness check just to make sure that I'm not missing anything. And, and I was like, like, I wish every cat parent could be you. If we could just clone you. There would be no need for cat behavior work because she was just doing a, an awesome job. And um, But, you know, if you're interested in something like that, um, just go to catbehaviorsolutions.org and under consults, you'll see a, a drop-down menu and it, there'll be a link to an initial consult form and just fill that out and, and put in there when it says what behavior issues are you having, you can just say none and I don't want on any, I want a wellness check. You know, I want to know what I can be doing better, what I can be improving on, and I'd be happy to to do that with you. And also, I'd like to mention if you have a suggestion for a topic for us, just please email that to Molly M O L L Y at cattalkradio.com with two T's, um, and she will. Definitely dive into it, take a look at it, research it, and it, it often helps us uh, make the show better because it's an interesting topic that you want to hear about. So uh, that's fantastic because most of the time she's just educating me on a constant basis. So, you know, having a different topic, <laughs> having a different suggestion gives her something to do. And I'd like to also invite you to help support the work that Molly does. She really provides these resources for free. She works many behavior cases for low-income families and does not even think about, you know, taking anything from them. She wants to keep the cats out of the shelters. So if you also care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. And thank you. We really would appreciate that. It's super easy. Just go to the store Cat Behavior Solutions website. That's easy to remember, Cat Behavior Solutions website. Scroll down past all the products to the bottom. There are donation amounts. Just pick a donation amount, and you can add it to your cart and just quickly check out Easy Peasy. And while you're there... Get some toys for your cat. And, you know, we have the best wand toy for great prey play and food puzzles and catnip stuffed bags and all kinds of wonderful stuff. And we just got the new bouncy tails in and they're like a super ball with feathers (laughs) on the end. They're the coolest thing ever. I mean... They're just awesome. So be sure to get some bouncy tails for your cat, too. And and um, it's free shipping, by the way, for orders over $49. And uh, and before we sign off today, I'd also like to thank Vita, the Lick and Lap product that I use in training. And they also make purr sticks, which are like a hard stick that has, you know, you break off little pieces for treats. Well, they sent us some cases of purr sticks as a as a donation to Cat Behavior Solutions. And we shared that with our friends um, at, at several rescues at Dallas Animal Services and, and to the cat lady and Dallas cat lady. And we all also 
sent some to the Humane Society of Dallas, Dog and Kitty City. And, you know, go find us on Facebook, Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio on Facebook, and you'll see pictures of all their kitties enjoying those treats. Um, the Lick and Lap is awesome. You know, like I said, we use it in training cats in shelters and, and, and homes. It's absolutely the best push-up product on the market. And if you go to our site under resources, it'll say cool stuff and resources under the food section. I, I have a link there so you'll know what we're talking about. But um, great company, awesome donation. They're really helping out a, a lot of cats that are sitting in shelters waiting for their forever homes. And I'd like to thank them as a as a partner and, and sponsor. So thank you, Vitacraft, very much. And check out our blog while you're on the website there, too, because a lot of times we'll get um, topics suggested that, you know, I, we don't really have 20 minutes to dive into on a podcast. I, I'll just answer those questions in the blog. So, and, you know, this is an all-volunteer-based podcast. You know, we, we record these on Sunday morning, so this is kind of our church, <laughs> cat church on <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Behavioral health, here we go, on page right. one. <laughs> Deuteronomy, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do it this and, way or else. <laughs> and, you know, believe it or not, I, I don't actually have to pay Dewey to do this with me. <laughs> so he, oh he really needs to. I'm going to ask for a raise. <laughs> right. I'll I want double, my pay doubled. <laughs> I'm going to double your pay. A double or nothing is still nothing. <laughs> you know, ought, ought versus just an ought. <laughs> <laughs> we do this because we love your cat and, and we want to make sure that your cat has the best life ever and and we're here to help you increase that bond you have with your cat and we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the number one cause, of, the death number one cause of death in cats yes we will <laughs> yes, so we will. have a great day or evening or whenever you're listening to us and until next time keep calm and purr on thank you and goodbye everybody Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. 
Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.